This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of PSG Talking, the first podcast devoted to Paris Saint-Germain in English. On today's show, we discuss Sunday's thrilling draw against Monaco at the Parc des Princes. Is it time to scrap the 4-4-2 formation? We also discuss potential January signings that could make an impact and why PSG should not wear their new Jordan kit in the Champions League. Joining the show are PSG Talk contributors Matt Gooding and Guillaume Delaporte, and we're joined by newcomer James Carter. As always, I'm your host Ed, and this is PSG Talking. Welcome back for another episode of PSG Talking. We've got a full team here today. Uh, Let's start in the upper left-hand corner. We have a newcomer, James Carter. You've been following PSG Talk for a while on Twitter. How are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, If you want to talk about how you became a PSG fan um, and anything else you want to to mention, go for it. For sure. Well, it's definitely great to be here with you all. Um, Been a PSG fan for a few years now, definitely in the Neymar era. Uh, and it brings me great joy and great pain to watch this team play on the pitch every week. And uh, yeah, glad to be here. Fantastic. And in the upper right-hand corner, we have Guillaume, our old friend. How's it going? Do you have a, a good New Year's? Not that old. No. Not that old. <laughs> well, it's uh, always yeah. good to have you. Yeah. A little old. Things are falling apart, but morale is high. Absolutely. And then the world-famous PSG Taurus in the bottom right-hand corner. Matt, how are you? I'm all right, Ed. Yeah, how are you doing? Hanging in there. Uh, we had a great game yesterday. Thrilling. 3-3 draw. No, with the... no, it wasn't a good game. Well, we'll get no, into that. We'll get into that. Um, it was exciting. It was a good advert for Ligue 1, I thought. It was a lot of goals. Um, so I want to jump into that. And first of all, I want to talk about the formation. It seemed like after the match, Tuchel was asked a lot about this. He kind of got a little irate talking about the 4-4-2 and can his team play in that? Is that something that they can actually use in a big match? Because Monaco did expose that a little bit with some of their attacking players. Um, James, we'll start with the newcomer there. Do you think that uh, PSG, is, is this a formation that they can actually play in uh, against big teams if we struggled against Monaco? Uh, no. Um, and I think we've, uh, we've seen that uh, this past match. I think one interesting thing to note is that uh, when it comes to Tuchel, it's, it's really weird, like some of the decisions that he makes. Um, primarily as it pertains to like lineups. Uh, this was a big match, and I think uh, that he kind of misunderstood the talent that was going to be on the field uh, because we've lined up in a 4-3-3 uh, against Lyon, against Olympic Lyonnais, as well as you know the remainder of the Champions League stuff. So the fact that he didn't line up um, in that formation today against Monaco is, is quite weird. Uh, and I know we have a upcoming match with them as well, so I, I expect him to make that correction. And Guillaume, what do you think? Is this a formation that we can actually use in the Champions it's, League? It's not a matter of formation. And we have used this formation against Liverpool last year at Parc des Princes. Mm-hmm. It's, and and Tuchel keeps saying it. It's a, it's a matter of animation. And uh, when... I mean, there were so many deficiencies, uh, individual problems, more than collective, really. When Gay plays like this... Is useless mm-hmm. when uh, Marquinhos has a bad night and Silva can step up. Uh, then we're exposed because Meunier and, and uh, Bernard can defend. Um, but in a good night, 
with a, a normal gay, with a normal Marquinhos, mm -hmm. it probably would have been a different uh, different game. But it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit scary. Uh, Di Maria had a poor game, both um, attacking and defending. Neymar had a fantastic game, but uh, and and def defensively too. Wow, but that's not enough against um, a team like that. So it's. Uh, I don't want to draw conclusions yet. The wonderful thing is, on Wednesday, there's a bis repetita. We're going to see it again. Yeah, we'll see if we can and get see what. Them. Yeah, see if the, the what's going to happen. Same formation, same players. Then we'll know for sure. Yeah, in front of that raucous uh, Monaco crowd down there, um, we'll have to see. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see if yeah. we can. Uh... Yeah, the car park will be rocking. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, Matt, what do you think about this formation? Guillaume kind of sounded like Tuchel a little bit there, where he's talking about it's not really about formation and it's more about the effort of the players. Um, and, and maybe it, it's nice to say that oh, Neymar's tracking back, but that's not really what he's good at. Is that him tracking back, counting on him to win the ball back? Is that something that you think is viable for the Champions League? This formation? Uh, I, probably not really. Um, I think that. I think I agree with Guillaume to an extent. I think it can work, but I think you don't give yourself a lot of margin for error. I think like if one, I think you put it quite nicely, if one bit of the team isn't working properly in that formation, there's nowhere to hide because it's like very, it's yeah. it's not compact at all. There's big gaps everywhere. So everybody's got to be on their game and they've got to, it's got to be quite a high energy game as well because midfield two haven't got as much cover. Mm -hmm. The wingers have got to get up and down. Uh, the fullbacks have got to get up and down as well. Um, I just think there's a... <laughs> You're asking a lot of the players to play that formation against a really good team. I think Monaco are quite a good team, but they're not a Champions League team, are they? Probably, you know. So they are up front. Up well, mm -hmm. not a. They're not Look a. At they're the, not the second game they scored. Oh yeah, that was nice. Yeah, I it's, think like, uh, it's, it's, it's like Manchester City style. Yeah, and I think, and delivery. Yeah, I think they've got obviously they've got players. They've got players who are of a level like Ben Yedda and even Fabregas even though he can't run anymore and you know uh Cater Bolde and players like this like probably individually Champions League level players but I think as a yeah. collective they're not a they're a team that we should be beating really if yeah. if we came up against them in Europe so I wouldn't really like to see us play it in a game that really really mattered but I think it was interesting to try to see what happened and I think the other interesting thing you could play that lineup, mm -hmm. but maybe with a diamond formation. So if you had Verratti like sitting deep, Gay and Di Maria either side, and Neymar as ten, I think that could be quite interesting with that lineup of players. A different way to play it rather than playing what's essentially four-two-four and playing four strikers and just hoping for the best defensively. Really, so uh, I did enjoy the game, and yeah. I thought it was interesting to see. But I hope we don't see the formation too many more times yeah i wrote a piece today actually and i thought that at the away match against dortmund i think you just go back to your traditional 4-3-3 and you sit back and you maybe try to hit on a counter because they're gonna that's their chance to really go all out score a bunch of goals so i think we just kind of sit back and hit them on a counter and then maybe in the return leg if we've got a one or two goal lead maybe that's when we go more attack minded and just kind of blitz them and run them off the pitch so that could be something up for grabs um i want to talk about again the game what were some positives or is it mostly negatives that you saw just with the formation? Um, James, any positive negatives from the game against Monaco? Uh, you know, I think one of the things we mentioned here is just energy. Um, and there was a lack thereof on the pitch for, for whatever reason. Um, I think that's definitively the, the negative thing. Uh, PSG is like a really like momentum driven 
and team. And um, I think Kaylor Navas made this like amazing touch save with his toe and that like really got the energy going the other way. And, you know, Neymar strikes a goal and we're back in the game. And so it's just like those moments that happen over the course of the match that really get the momentum going and flowing when, you know, things are stagnant. Uh, you see it on the pitch. Like Gay is like straggling, trying to, to track back to defend. It's like things like that that don't make any sense or not defending that first goal. Like they just gave up on the play because they said that they heard a whistle. Like that doesn't make any sense. And even before that play, like the entire lead up to that play kind of broke down, even with Navas like diving at Ben Yedder and like almost tackling him and not getting the ball at all. Like these are the things that we can't do. I think positively Neymar is Neymar, Mm -hmm. you know, he does everything when he's on and, you know, he's great. And I, th- I believe that, uh, you know, Navas doing all that he can, despite our defense really lacking, um, was a positive. You know, I think they could have been drowning in goals if he wouldn't have made that, you know, toe save uh, because it was going to get really ugly really quick. Yeah, he probably wasn't too happy with uh, Juan Bernat when Ben Yedder kind of like did that move where he faked a shot and Bernat just was like left standing there. I mean, just look, <laughs> it's like Navas is kind of like, throwing his hands out. Like, what are we doing? Uh, Guillaume, what, what did you take away from that match against Monaco? Any positives or mostly negatives? Uh, mostly lots and lots and lots of negatives. I didn't like the game at all. Yeah. Only positive is Verratti was uh, b- back to the level I expect him to play, uh, both defensively and in offense. He had a great game. But my God, we got gay. The second goal... <laughs> He did a rabio. He did a rabio. It's horrible. Yeah. Anyone know what his mom thought about his performance? Oh, maybe I gotta, maybe I gotta run a little bit because yeah. that that Balde guy runs really fast. Yeah. Oh no, oh no, no. I'm just gonna relax. Then, then Meunier, we can blame him. Sure, let's blame him. Di Maria is not closing the wing. So when we say. Can we expect in the 4-4-2 Neymar to, uh, in the Champions League, to do defensive tasks? Yes. Yeah. Because that's a fraction of a second more for the second line behind Neymar to intervene and close the close the wing. If if Adrian doesn't do it on his right wing, and we saw that, are incredibly fast. Monaco was able to completely cancel the first. A curtain, defensive mm-hmm. curtain of Paris Saint-Germain, like, boom, boom, <laughs> through, and then here you go. You got that big sprinter mm-hmm. carrying the ball along the wing where our, you know, it's our main witness. And Gay doesn't do the, the effort. Uh, Meunier does what he can, you know, which is very little defensively. And uh, we have a, somehow a central defense that's not doing well. So that was really, 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 really bad. Marquinhos, in central defense, hasn't had a great game in a long time. That's why I think you have to move him into the midfield, maybe drop Idrissi Gay back yeah, to the bench. I mean, and... uh, Gay's got to go to the bench. Yeah. Um, Kimpembe's got to come back because he hits high. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's how you get second balls. and For sure. And, Mm-hmm. And you 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 change an, 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 the opposition attacking you into a counter attack. Mm-hmm. 
like that because Kim Pembe goes boom. Yeah. And we need to put Meunier on the bench and put care. Absolutely. I have, now, a, good, I have a good question about Meunier later when we get to Twitter questions. So look forward to that. Now we're talking in the 4-4-2 with care as right back. Ooh, that changes a lot. Kim Pembe and care. Boom, boom, boom. Come. Yeah. Even if, if Neymar loses the ball in midfield, which he will do on a regular basis, uh, offensive transition by the, the opposition. Now we got two pit bulls mm-hmm. and, and Silva covering behind. Okay, not Meunier. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, gotta run. Yeah, you gotta run, but he's a big guy. He can't. He's top heavy, he's like me. Yeah, well, he's top heavy. Matt. You agree? Mostly negatives. Everyone's kind of didn't really enjoy that game. What do you think? And too. Oh my god, what a bad game! <laughs> oh. uh, yes. I mean, I don't really have a lot to add. There wasn't. I think the. I think the guys have have summarised a few uh, sort of real positive points from a PSG view quite nicely. I thought Verratti was really good, uh, and it's nice to have Navas, a keeper you can rely on. Not. I mean, I'm a big fan of Ariola generally, but I think one thing you'd level at him is maybe his concentration's not the uh, not the best, you know, and that you, you can always like those saves which Navas made. He was completely what a sort of on save. It. He made yeah. This yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the save oh. of the foot was really good. Would have also, been 3-1 for Monaco. 3-1. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very quickly. Yeah, and I think that's. In, I think just to add the. Um, to the sort of negative chat, I thought the sort of vulnerability from set pieces was a bit concerning as well. I think there was two. There was the one where Navas tipped it over the bar, and there's the one where Glick gets to the front post and like flicks the header, and it comes back off the post. Verratti was marking Glick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a sensible <laughs> move. <laughs> I think we can all agree. Yeah. Okay, Marco, like, you're gonna like, be fan on on Monaco's best header guy. Yeah, yeah. like a tiny like baby owl marking a giraffe, <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> Um, so I think like, I think we just, just found the name for this podcast. I'm going to use that t- tiny um, L marks a giraffe. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was a bit sort of it was a bit worrying. Just again with Dortmund coming up, that's just an organisation thing, isn't it? And I know like we shouldn't really be you shouldn't be con- sort of conceding the first header at the near post like that twice in the same game. So that would be a bit of a worry. But yeah, yeah I mean uh, this has been a very negative chat. I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed watching it. It was entertaining. Yeah, it yeah. Was like, I'm being it was a bit harsh too. There, there yeah, was it was nice to see. Made, there was some more, more positive. When you have um, the, the the great thing about the four four two is the two up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a nightmare. We we a a nightmare yeah. for the opposition. A yeah, nightmare. But... M- Mbappe Cardi up front is a nightmare. <laughs> when it works, because yeah, but I mean Mbappe and with Neymar and Di Maria behind, it's just what do you? What do you do? But uh, so there were stats about it. We uh, our expected goals um, is past three point one in four four two. It's like two point two in four three three. So it's one point huge. But defensively, we are like in four three three, like point eight six goals we get scored on. And it goes past, it's like 1.2, 1.3 when in 4-4-2. In so overall, we we get we score a lot more goals in 4-4-2. Or I, at least we have a lot more opportunities. Right. And we get a bit more scored on or there's more opportunities for the opposition when you play 4-4-2. So overall, it looks pretty good. Yeah. But again, we'll see on Wednesday. 
Is yeah. he gonna is he gonna keep the four four two with these players? Hmm. Well, hopefully he rotates the squad a little bit. But we do want to talk about... Tuchel did say that this kind of a game against Monaco is actually a good thing where we can kind of see the team be tested. And so do you, do you agree that we need these kind of games where maybe a team, you know, puts us to the sword a little bit? James, is this a good thing that we're actually seeing the team struggle a little bit? I mean, for, for sure. Like, this is, you want this now as opposed to us struggling in Champions League. Like, it seems to happen all the time. Uh, you know, I think... We're not Marseille where we're going to face the top team and just roll over like, oh, man, they're amazing. Like, we need to bow to them. Like, no, like we are the champions of this league and we need to act like it. You know, and let me like be, let me be clear for the PSG Twitter fans on Twitter. Like, yes. stop being scared. We're supposed to face the big teams with our best players and we might get punched in the mouth. But I think that's one of the great things about this season is that you saw it in the second leg uh, versus Real Madrid. You saw it in this match. We go down, we get punched in the mouth, and we rally back. And that's the thing that I've been waiting to see, you know, for the last two years. Like, how is this team going to rally? And so, of course, we're not going to win every match. Like, that's okay. But as long as we're putting uh, forth that concerted effort, like, that's what I want to see. I want to see energy. I want to see effort. And that's something that Mark said you know, a few podcasts ago. Like, mm-hmm. where is the energy and effort? And if you can go out there and you can give it your all for 90 minutes and you come up short, then, hey, that team was better. But not tracking back and giving the up pressing. What happened to the pressing? Yeah. <laughs> where are we, you know? And, Without and mis- Marquinhos in, in midfield. Yeah. Or pressing or pressing and counter-pressing. And it does have to be said, when everyone was really excited about this team, it was when we beat, what is that, six-tier French team that had, like, a plumber and a well, pharmacist technician. We beat them 6-0, and then we beat a 10-man St. NCN, you know, by six it's goals. It's Gay. When Gay yeah. started uh, play, uh, and he was at 165%, and we were like, oh, my God, uh, it's going to be like this now. Yeah. Uh, Culture PSG did a, did a paper on, on him, and, and like, really collected data and looked at it and they're like it's not normal mm-hmm. it's not gonna mm-hmm. last it's impossible his, his output uh, <laughs> even in even in EPL he never yeah, had probably. that and um, and they were right and now Gay is yeah on his age injury ouch yeah it's great to have it's great to have but he hasn't been decisive mm-hmm. doing his thing in the right area of the pitch at the right time, like like at the beginning of the gay uh, story, uh, in a long time, uh, Marquinhos got to come back in midfield. Yeah, he's and he's great at that in... position. Um... Uh, there's no word in, in English for volume de jeu, game volume. That doesn't mean anything. The activity, mm. general activity of Marquinhos as a DM is world class. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Gay too, but he hasn't done it in a, quite a long time. And good news for PSG Marquinhos. today. Marquinhos signed an extension, I believe, to 2024, I think yeah. it is. So. And during the in. game, he had his house burglarized. I saw that story. He, this is like the fourth PSG no, player at his house. They, they tried. Oh, they, they tried, tried to get in. Yeah, but yeah. still. Yeah. Um, Matt, what about the game? Um, 
are you are you glad to see PSG struggle a little bit before we actually get to a Champions League? It's nice to see someone yeah. in Ligue 1 challenge this team for once. Yeah, it's just like it's nice. Like we scored after three minutes. Like imagine like if that had been Lille or one of the or like. By the way, a big fan of uh, James on his first podcast, Trash Talk in Marseille. I like that a lot. <laughs> well done. Trash. Good job. That's You'll trash. fit right in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're interesting right now, though. Yeah. They're, they're playing okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we'll come on to that later. Um, what was I saying? Yeah. Um, I Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's good to have some jeopardy in the league games. And I think that... Uh, yeah, a lot of teams, when they come in and they concede an early goal, that's just it. They're just like, oh, if we lose 2-0, it's fine. Uh, so it was good good on Monaco. Obviously, they got a caretaker manager, so it's a bit of a different... And they're in a false position, clearly, with that squad, aren't they? But, um, yeah, I think it was uh, it was good to see us pushed. It was good to see the 4-4-2 sort of exposed for what I'm sure we all thought would happen, did happen. So I think that's useful. And, yeah, it was just an enjoyable game, and it was a good... I think, like you said earlier, a good advert for Liga, uh, especially when you compare to the sort of the other supposed better leagues, where you know you have the top teams just steamrolling absolutely everyone. Uh, we're down to five points now, aren't we? So, um, yeah, absolutely. So, um, just talking about the formation, I think that the players have come out and said that they want to play in this formation. They want the the fantastic four, as we're calling them. They want to be out there. So, Tuchel just needs it in training. Show the video. And say, if you guys want to play like this, you need to run your ass back. If you're not going to play, if you're not going to run back, we're not doing it. And so just leave it on them and just show them this is what you did wrong. And so if you want to play like this, you need to you need to have more effort and track back. So, um, I'm, I'm, I mean, pers- sorry to interrupt. That's I correct. personally am not a fan of interventions like that from the players. It's like they're the players. They play the coach coaches. So if he thinks the 4 is better... And it puts like Neymar or Di Maria or Mbappe or Icardi's nose out of joint, then too bad. Like, so they should probably just pipe down, in my opinion. But anyway, we'll yeah. see. No, that's very yeah. true. But this is PSG where the, the players yeah, seem well, to run right, things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's essentially what happened under Emery, right? Like, it was yeah. just kind of mutiny where the players yeah. were deciding and he was just on the sidelines. And now yeah. you see where he is. Well, there's going to be a tough decision for Tuchel because, as we saw, now I've got the game on. I'm just rewatching it. Um, Mbappe went down, and when it happened, I thought, that's it. You know, he Ooh, tore yeah, his ACL. Yeah. Something happened. Yeah. He was yeah. able to run it off. Um, but we have eight games before we play uh, Dortmund. I think it's on February 18th. And we've already seen what happens when Tuchel Seven. leaves Mbappe out. He, you know, gets very upset. These players want to play every game. But with eight games before we play that Champions League um, game against Dortmund, what should Tuchel do? I mean, we're playing games every three days. Should he sit some of these guys out? James, what would you do? A little load management? NBA stuff? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little uh, Kawhi Leonard stuff. Yeah, no, I think he he's going to have to rotate this squad in you know, a few interesting ways. We might see a lot more Pablo Sarabia playing. Uh, we might see the return of Sergio Rico in goal, which would be really cool. Herrera. Hey, yeah, mm-hmm. all of these kind of role guys, for sure. Um, you know, but I think it's going to be interesting given that we have these cup matches coming up as well. Uh, and I don't know how, you know, serious the, the players are taking them, uh, you know, just in terms of their overall enthusiasm. But uh, just given this looming date of a Champions League match and, you know, our kind of albatross that sits on our shoulder, you know, I'm sure that there's going to be quite the rotation there. And at least, you know, getting players... A lot more rest, but we'll we'll see what happens. Absolutely, Guillaume. What would you do? Keep going to try to get that rhythm because that's the argument. Like, sure, it's okay to rest, but yeah. these players are going to get out of rhythm. They need to be in full it's, fitness. But what do you think? 
another positive from from that game, Paredes coming in. Mm. She replaced Verratti, so um, role same role. Um, and he did a variety thing, like surrounded by four players, he went sign of confidence. Yeah. It took him a year. Of course, the moment on Twitter I said, let's get rid of Paradise. <laughs> Boom, back to back. There you go. Two amazing <laughs> He's been great. He's been great. amazing. So we know what to do, guys. That's, yeah. that's what you have. I, I really hate Meunier defending. <laughs> Sending it. But yeah, world class defending. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Um yeah, of course he's gotta rotate. Uh he's gotta bring the try to get the group physically very as homogeneous as possible. So Draxler needs to come in, Paradise needs to keep going. But for me the the key and people are gonna say what? Chido Kara. Kara. Mm-hmm. As a right back. Yes, we all remember the assist he gave Lukaku against Manchester United. Sure, it's hard to forget. It is hard to forget. Yeah. Let's let's try or put this somewhere in your memory and close the door. Uh, remember is how hard he is on the man defensively, how mobile he is, how he secures his wing, which is. Critical, especially if you want to go ahead uh, and carry on on, four, on the four four two. Um, he's not as good uh, attacking as Meunier. Meunier had two good crosses. Mm-hmm. He had some crosses against Monaco, like fourth division level, like <laughs> poof. <laughs> so okay, less good crosses by Kerr overall than than Meunier maybe. But a lot more security yeah. um, and impact. So care, care, care. He's, uh, he's more the I prototypical missing? right back that Tuchel probably wants instead of Mounier, who kind of like lumbers about and, like you said, his crosses go into the twelve. Yeah, exactly. So uh, at at least um, Tuchel has options, lots of options, which is which is great. Yeah, he's he's finally got a fully fit squad. I think he's got like 37 players. I'm making that number up, but he's got a lot of players. I saw the images from training; like the whole pitch is covered. It's it's great to see. Yeah, (laughs) only Jello is injured. No, I I think he's back, but he just hasn't trained enough to be included in the squad. But he's He's still injured. He's still injured. Yeah, he can he can play hopefully in the coming weeks. Matt, what what would you do with all these games leading up to uh, Champions League? Uh, I don't know. Is um is Hesse still around? Did do we sell Hesse? Do we get? He's on loan, but he's technically he, on like. The was he one list. of the thirty-seven, or uh, he wasn't like on the pitch there, just like, hey guys, still here, <laughs> <laughs> getting water for everyone. Yeah, Why? exactly. Yeah, putting the cones out or what have you. Um, uh, what would I do? I think that I think a bit of rotation is sensible, but at the same time, you can't like not have them just not playing. You can't just be like, oh yeah, Neymar, put your feet up for months, can you? Although. Uh, well, he usually does that in the middle of the season anyway, doesn't he, on his own accord? But um, anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I would mainly keep the same team, but probably you just got to be a bit sensible about it. And obviously, Cavani and um, even Chupo are there for a reason, aren't they, to sort of uh, supplement the front three. And like Sarabia, like you said, obviously, we've seen what he can do when he's given the chance. So I think we've, yeah, we've got to maintain our momentum. And obviously, the the league is not as secure as it has been in previous years, so you can't just go all out and, um, you know, make 11 changes every week. But uh, I think we do need to just be be sensible about it. 
Maybe then, he can give yeah. Diallo a chance again as a left back. I'd love to see a Diallo care mm. full back situation and see be how the team behaves with those. Because Diallo as a left back had a couple of very interesting games, including a um, phenomenal cross for Mbappe. I remember we scored on that. He was really interesting, really interesting. I would like to see Diallo. Didn't he come from Dortmund? So going against his old team yeah. would be kind of nice Sure. To see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, central defense, though, yeah, is way behind Kim Pembe, uh, but as a left back, so yeah, he's he's gonna trial is gonna rotate, no no doubt, no doubt. And then in just a few words, Marseille five points behind. We do have a game in hand, but James, are you worried about the league? No, no, no. Confident, I'm like no, like we'll, like we'll we'll win the league, and like that'll be that. I think it's. It's a good sign for the league as a whole that this is not over in January. Mm-hmm. You know, unlike some leagues mm-hmm. that, you know, are farmers leagues, but, you know, apparently we are. Um, it's a good sign. And it's a good sign of things to come. And, you know, hopefully other teams, particularly Monaco, will open the purse strings, you know, purchase some talent and then really make this a, a competition, you know, because we have the bandwidth to be the greatest league in the world. You know, it's just a matter of, one or two more clubs just stepping up to that level and really giving us a challenge. But in terms of this season, I mean, it's going to be business as usual. Yeah. Barring injury. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> barring injury because that's always looming around the corner for sure. Guillaume, are you worried about Marseille at all? Worried, I don't know, but it makes League One a lot more interesting, isn't it? Because we're watching what I hope. You we, know, we still Monaco, have a game. Monaco, Do we Monaco have a game leading, there, Monaco? I think? We have, uh, we have two games at hand, I think. No, do we have? To, we still have to go to Marseille, don't we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, that, depending on how, how that goes in the rest of the season, could yeah, be dangerous. That, I mean, yeah, sure, it's great. It's awesome. Uh, it's gonna be loud in there. It yeah. always is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, need, we need that. It's wonderful. It's, it's Matt, are good. you worried about Marseille? Uh, in a word, no. no. Uh, I think it's nice for them to have something to get excited about. I saw a few of their fans on Twitter like the title race is on last <laughs> night. It's like the title race isn't on, mate. Like you're, <laughs> they're, um, <laughs> they're, I mean, even if they get a bit close to us, they're bound to do something. I mean, they're worse than PSG for like shooting themselves in the foot. So they will do something hilarious between now and the end of the season. That's my confident prediction. Uh, but on a more serious note, I think that. They're like literally everything's going right for them at the moment. They're on an amazing run and fair play to them, but they're not they're not gonna sustain that, are they realistically? They'd have to sustain that for the rest of the season and we'd have to implode in quite a big way. So no, I'm not really I'm not really yeah. worried that that's gonna happen. I think it's very unlikely. All right. Well let's take a quick break. That was the first half of the show. Everyone, I want you to grab your PSG pear juice, take a little break, and uh, we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about January transfers. We're going to talk about our old friend Unai Emery and um, the new Black Jordan kits, hopefully, that are coming out later this month. So we'll pause and we'll be right back. While we're taking a quick water break, we wanted to share a great podcast with you from the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Visit bigheadsmedia.com for this podcast and so much more. You ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Podell and Piquel Show. I'm your host, Garrett Podell. Alongside me is my co-host, Jonathan Piquel. We're here to give you the real deal in sports, and we have the best guests in the world of sports. We've had NFL Hall of Fame finalists, multiple Olympians, 
pro athletes across the NFL, MLB, and NBA, as well as golf. Tune in to see who could be stopping by this week. All right, we're back. So we're going to be talking about the January transfer window. Everyone is talking that, about... That was quick. That was a quick break. I, just, I chugged my PSG pear juice, so we're, we're good to go. So I want to, I want to know, James, we'll start with you. What realistic signings can Leonardo pull off in January that will have an immediate impact? <laughs> immediate is a strong word. Yes. Um, I think what's happening with this team as of right now with this core group um, is, is this gelling and kind of like seeing the passes before it happens. Like I'm thinking back to that amazing Saint-Etienne game that we had where Di Maria just lobs the ball over the defenders and Acardi just touches it one time, boop, bounces, and it goes right into the net with Mbappe going into the net as well. Yeah. Um, and so you're, you're seeing this team finally come into its own and buy in 100%. I mean, even looking at neymar's last press conference when he's like irate like no this is not acceptable you know and so it's good to see this team finally maturating and gelling together with that said you know from from what i've seen there seems to be some rumblings of lucas paqueta which (laughs) is interesting um i'm always kind of leery of these january transfers because you don't really have that much time to kind of get into the fold and have these tune-up games in order to get you know, really in- integrated into the team. I think, you know, he's already followed the PSG on Instagram, so mm-hmm. take that for whatever you want to do. You know, so, deal then, yeah, right. <laughs> Might as well sign him, put on the jersey. But um, in, in all seriousness, no, I think Why he might something... I mean, I don't know. He signed you him know? at Monaco. I, That's the whole story. There's been a lot of rumors, and apparently Leonardo doesn't want to pay the amount that he paid to bring him to... Mon- or um, Milan. You don't need him. Yeah, I, I don't think he would be an instant impact player. He's uh, he's tall. I mean, he's taller than uh, Gay. Mm-hmm. You know, he's five eleven. So that that helps for what it's worth. But sure, but again, he's an attacking player, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it doesn't really help what we need. But here we are. Yeah. Guillaume, is there any players out there? Well, there was one, but. Uh, Emery Chan Can I don't know how you pronounce it. Yeah, Chan. Uh, yeah, Chan, yeah. Who, who was very interesting. He is. It looks like Juventus he, is holding on to him, right? They're not going to let him yeah, go. Yeah, he's not, he's not even um, in the Champions League group. They had to put play, to, to So why the hell would right, they sell right him? That's what I don't understand. So, They're horny midfielders. <laughs> they can have Rabio. How many more do they need? So unless Matuidi, yeah, it would have it would have been great because he's um, he's got a profile. We don't have in midfield, big physical guy. He yeah. can play central defense too. Yeah. Um, he's not he's not bad on the ball. He's got some football in him too. Mm-hmm. It would have been very interesting. Uh, my dream is Milinkovic, mm-hmm. Savage. I love that. I love that player. He's rumored to but, be uh, Real Madrid this summer. Maybe I think that's the latest. It's gonna. It's gonna. It's going to go higher, I think, than Paris Saint-Germain. Um, I think we not, we're not getting any player. Okay. In a zero, I would love some more midfield mm-hmm. players, but um, I think you know finances are a bit tight considering mm-hmm. the money we give Mbappé and, and Neymar. And uh, Icardi is going to be you know 70 million plus signing bonus. It's going to be probably close to 90 million. At the end of the season, um, Cavani is going to go 
free. Silva can go. Silva is going to go free. Mm -hmm. So there's not money coming in more than, you know. Mounier um, could leave for free. Yeah, Mounier too. <laughs> so <laughs> unless... Who else can go for free? Yeah. We're going to probably have to pay to get that one. <laughs> get that one done other for. So I don't think, I don't, yeah, it'd be surprising if we, if we but someone. maybe, um, maybe they can pull up a loan, like mm -hmm. the credible Icardi story. I said, whoa, mm -hmm. but I, I don't, I don't, don't, I don't think so. No, we're already uh, mid-January. Nothing's happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's been silent. You know, there's like no rumblings whatsoever. All over the place. Yeah, the Poketo one is the only one that I've seen consistently every other day. There's something that's one I think could happen, but I don't. These I don't think we need him. He's not really don't need him exactly. But um, it's been very quiet so far, all all around the, the mm -hmm. Europe. Yeah, which is odd because now players are no longer cup tied, so you can buy a player from a, a Champions League team, um, and he's going to be qualified to to be um, in your Champions League group. So that should change everything, but uh, doesn't. And then Matt, Money. do you do yeah. you uh, do you agree? Is there any? Do you think anyone's coming in? I don't. Uh, no. Uh, and yeah, sorry, rather boringly, I do agree with these guys. Uh, who could we sign to make an impact? Well, nobody. I wouldn't have thought. I mean, I actually did some research on this. Uh, uh, unusually for me, um, so since the Qataris have been in charge, we have signed uh, a few players in January, and the first the first year they were there. We had a really good January window. We got Thiago Motta, we got Maxwell, and we got Alex. And, you know, obviously the former two real mainstays of the team, sort of that first generation, and Alex was, you know, good for a bit. So but other, yeah, <laughs> other than that, the players we've signed since the Qataris took over in January, David Beckham, Johan Kabay, Goncalo Gedesh, Julian Draxer, Lasana Diaba, which is the, uh, <laughs> the one which I'd actually forgotten about, and Paredes. So out of those guys... Wasn't Draxler a January signing? Yeah, Draxler, yeah. yeah, I just said that, yeah. Um, so out of those guys, who's really made an impact and really been a sort of long-term good signing for us? I mean, Paredes, jury stood out, could be. Draxler, probably good. He probably had a good impact, but has faded really quickly and the rest of them... Mm. So I just think it's really difficult to do business in January... Who's going to, there's not anyone, you're not going to yeah. get the player you want. You're just going to get a player to fill a hole, which is what we ended up doing last January. You probably remember all the sort of fuss about we really need midfielders and we went all around the houses, didn't we, and ended up with Paredes, who we potentially didn't really want. He wasn't our first choice. So I just think there's not much point. You might as well wait till the summer. We're fairly well set across the team. Obviously, there's areas you'd improve in sort of the ideal world, but I think there's no point signing players for the sake of it. We've got a lot of players, as you just said, and... Uh, Unless financially it's not a burden. And if you fill, you fill up a hole for the Champions League, yeah, it could be good. It's always better to strengthen from a position of strength, isn't it, rather than last year when we were really desperate for midfielders. But at the same time, there's no point having just players around for the sake of it who aren't who are, we're just going to end up moaning about as well because they're no better than the ones that are replacing sort of thing. Yeah, if there's a world-class right-back available, I think we should yeah. go. I love Pereira at Leicester City, but they're, you know, challenging for a yeah. Champions League spot, so I don't know if they would want it. But maybe if we made a huge offer. But like you said, we've got think, players that are coming up, and we still – I think I read that we owe Monaco still 35 million euro for Mbappe uh, yeah. via bonuses and stuff. Still? I think so, yeah. We're still paying for him. So. I think an interesting player – 
an interesting player could yeah. have been that guy at Nice, the right back, and um, what's he called, Atal or yeah, yeah, Atal, yeah, he was bad injury. So I think maybe if he hadn't had that bad injury, maybe we'd be seeing something happening there, and maybe that would be one to revisit. Depending on, but Atal, Atal is very interesting, but defensively, well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, is he short? That's yeah, a fullback. That's he's, a fullback. he's short. He's kind of, yeah, he's not. It's not very physical. He's brilliant. Mm-hmm. But defensively in Champions League, oh, he's probably playing the so wrong position. We have we have one, Tilo Kerr. Yeah, defensively, he, he do the job. He uh, just needs some time. Yeah, well, he, so he needs a bit of time. Yeah. I want to go around. You guys, give me your formation. We're going to Dortmund. Give me your ideal formation that you would go with, and the players that you would start. We'll go with James first. Um, you yeah, got that four through three. Okay. Um, and sticking Marquinhos in that midfield with Gay and uh, Varadi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think in terms of that attack, you know, there's a few interesting things that you can do. You can sit Di Maria, you know, have him come in. I, I do like the fact that we um, have uh, uh, because when you look at the big teams, like for instance, when you look at Liverpool, mm-hmm. right, they have uh, Divac Origi coming off the bench. Now, this is a guy who just got finished scoring on Barcelona to send them home in the Champions League last year, and he's coming off the bench. So, poised to win the Champions League. They all seem to have a lot of depth. And so I don't think there's an issue of, you know, whether Neymar comes in on the second half, depending on the line, or whether you, you know, want to bring in Di Maria to move the, the energy or start to throw long balls into the box. Um, but I do think that you need to start with that four-three-three mm-hmm. that got you there in the first place. Um, you know, to everyone's point here, and sticking Marquinhos in that central midfield position, and you know, locking down that midfield so that we don't get rolled over. Um, that's definitely what I would do. Sounds like we're on the same page. I pretty much said the exact same thing. So I, yeah, I think you go a little bit conservative on the road there. Guillaume, are you agree or you think go all out? Best attacking players out there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think I'm, I may have a better idea after the Monaco game on Wednesday. Okay. Uh, For it, sure. It's really a matter of animation, not that much a matter of... We defend in 4-2-2. Mm-hmm. When we're in 4-3-3, we defend in 4-2-2. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's really... Uh, <laughs> It's a tough question. We ask the tough questions around here. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah but I don't have a. I don't have a. <laughs> yeah. That's okay, that. Matt. Do you do you have an answer? My, what would you do? I've got the perfect answer, okay, and it's going to lead to us winning ten nil on aggregate. Yes. You heard it here first. Um, oh. No, I'm joking. Oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> We're not going to win ten nil. Probably no. be eleven nil. I reckon. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, I think I would go back to the four three three as well. I think I would bring Marquinhos into midfield as well. Um, so then what do you do up front? And I don't know if this is probably a bit controversial, but I'd take Icardi out for the first leg because I don't think that... I think that we can have success against Dortmund with a very fluid front three. I think with Di Maria, Mbappe and Neymar, who will give you that explosiveness, that ability to pull wide and stretch the team. Whereas Icardi, his game is very, a bit more static, isn't it? And they've got Matt Hummels there, who's really good, solid central defender who might be able to deal with that quite easily, but he's also quite old, probably yeah. going to have a bit more difficulty with a more mobile front three. So I think if I was going to drop one of the front four, particularly for the first leg when we're away and we're probably going to be playing on the counter a bit more, I'd go with, um, I'd drop Icardi out and... Um, yeah, not, yeah, bad, not bad, not bad, not bad. 
Yeah, yeah I like it. I like it. Uh, Max. I like it a lot. We'll be fine. He's definitely a listener. He's emailed me a yeah. few times. Again, Tuchel has a lot of options. So many options, Absolutely. which is wonderful. We want to. Well, we're talking about Tuchel. We want to switch gears to Unai Emery, our uh, former manager, now currently unemployed. I don't think anyone's picked him up. Who? Uh, Unai Emery. <laughs> and um, yeah. Um, so he had some comments that kind of angered me, and I want to just get your thoughts. So he said, I'll just read his quote, He is, and he's talking about Neymar. He is 27 years old and has all conditions to be the best player in the world. In Spain, I would like him to come back because the best players have to be in the best teams. You hear a lot that he will return to Barcelona. I also left to go to PSG, but now I'm in Spain. I think Neymar has to come back. He, it's funny he didn't say any of this when PSG signed Neymar and he was here. He didn't say, oh, well, you know, France isn't where he needs to be. He's, he's the best player. He needs to be in, in Spain. So what do we what do we make of these? Feel free to just crap all over Unai Emery. He's probably got a what got contacted by Atletico because Simeone, you know, eventually is gonna go. Yeah. So it's like okay, if I if I tell something nice to Neymar, yeah, because yeah, you know I was his manager after all. Maybe he'll join at Atletico, something like stupid like that. Yeah, he's a, a food cake. <laughs> It's, yes. it's, it's not good communication. Good evening, yeah, he's trying to good get his evening, name out. Good evening. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. he. I don't know if he'll get another top job after PSG and Arsenal just ended in a dumpster fire. Like Sevilla <laughs> might be his top level club that he could get yeah. to. I don't even know if they would take I, him back. Yeah, it's just so weird him, of him like saying. Oh, yeah, well, he should, you know, come back to Spain, you know, because I'm in Spain. But, like, you're in Spain doing nothing right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. So, like, it's like, not the, like, same, it's not the same thing, like, Neymar having, like, Barcelona in his ear going, yeah, come back to Spain, mate, come on, come play with Messi. Or Unai being unemployed and basically going home because he's got nothing better to do. They're not comparable situations. Like, what is he on? Like, And, oh, well, I mean, I don't care what he says, obviously. And also, until he gets that hair sorted out, I won't be able to take him seriously uh-huh. just in life in general. So... It's not, I mean, I'm not in a position to give people styling tips, but yeah. that man, I feel comfortable saying, just change it, just do something, anything, shave it off, less gel, whatever, just get rid. He's going to come back so. with like a buzz cut, he's going to apply for the PSG job and yeah. Tuchel gets fired. Yeah, exactly. Sergeant, Sergeant Emery, you know, digging out the, uh, yeah. The new and improved Emery. So, All right. Now. I just wanted yeah. to get our, our thoughts on that because I just, I don't know, it just angered me when I read that. I was like, just go away. Um, I want to talk about, James and I have got the, the Black Jordan kits on here. So the new kits are rumored to be coming out around January 26th against Lille. If you remember, we wore the famous Black Jordan kits against Manchester United. And I've got a photo up here of Mbappe with his hands over his face, laying on the pitch in his black shirt at the Parc de Prince when we lost to Manchester United. Oh, it is... Yeah. Can we can we wear this kit in the Champions League at home? I say no. I no. I, I believe no. in everything superstitious around PSG. I think the Parc de Princes is like built on some Indian burial ground and we are cursed. And I just think we cannot anger the football gods. Wear the blue traditional kit at home. Is is everyone with me on this one? Even white, if you want white. Okay, right yeah, the throwback one. Yeah. I figured that they would just probably just wear the white, but um, it'll be funny to see them show up at the park for a Champions League match in the black. I, that'll be a nice chuckle for me. Um, you know, there's there's something to be said about not necessarily super, superstition, but, you know, just energy around certain games. And, you know, this team has a 
legacy of bottling it when it matters most and that's happened in this jersey so you know i don't think it'll get to the players because they were professionals but this is a weird team man so like <laughs> and that's what i mean every possible. little thing you've got to be careful it's about a it. weird club. it's a weird club it's more than I, just a weird team I also, yeah. Th- <laughs> yeah. I also think it's just a bad look because a lot of people already say, oh, PSG is a marketing project masquerading as a football team. So if you wear your kit, which is specifically a marketing thing uh, because it looks nice, it has nothing to do with the tradition of the team at all, you wear that and then you lose in spectacularly embarrassing fashion. It just gives people another stick to beat you with. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really care what kit they wear, to be honest. I mean... <sighs> Uh, it's not that I do. No, I do care. That that was not what I meant. Actually, I do care. I, what I don't care about is the Jordan kit. I don't care. It's literally like it completely passes me by. I'm like, well, that's a really nice shirt. I like it. It's pretty. But other than that, mm, like, who cares? So uh, we shouldn't be wearing it. We shouldn't be wearing it in any game. Wear it in a friendly. Wear it when you go to America for the tour, or whatever. Just don't wear it in a normal game, and particularly don't wear it at home in like the biggest game of the season. It's just a bad look. Oh, you know they'd be wearing the Jordan kit in America. When they come, yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent, yeah. yeah. Sure. They come into California, yeah. Neymar will have his Jordan pajamas on. They'll be going to the pool in their Jordan swimming trunks, like you know, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a Jordan fest next summer, isn't it? I'm surprised over. Leonardo gonna is gonna be, allow this because yeah. he came out and said that he hated it's, that um, ultraviolet, whatever, what is it, infrared, whatever that color is, the the bright orange kit. He said he doesn't like it. It's not PSG. I'm surprised that he would allow them to wear the black kit in a big home champions league game and plus black i mean that's yellow and black is one of dortmund's colors so i don't yeah it's not a good we can't, yeah. we shouldn't do it okay i just want to get you guys thoughts on that and then last question of our second half of the show here i want to ask you guys it's the new year it's the first time we've had a chance to talk give me your new year's resolution for psg something that you hope to see in 2020 james we'll start with you um <laughs> New Year's resolution, uh, you know, playing with energy and consistency for the full 90. Uh, I think that's one thing that I definitely want to see. Uh, the other thing, I don't know if Silva's like still injured or his last performance was just really weird to me. He looked really green. He was just kind of like tracking back and you didn't know where his man was. He was losing his marks. So just like him getting back into the form fully, uh, it would be great. Uh, and then, like in, like Mbappe, I want to like crown him as the the next in line. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that thing that happened with like LeBron James, like to use a basketball reference, mm-hmm. where he was like had all of this raw talent, um, but he had to learn how to use it in the right way. And once he did, he was gone. Yeah. Uh, and it's the same thing with Mbappe, like knowing when to you know, sprint down the pitch, knowing when to pass the ball, knowing when to make the right touch and not, you know, do all of the flare tricks. Like we love them when they go in. We love them when they work. But um, the, the last game, he didn't get a touch. Like he, it just went over the goal. And, you know, just maintaining that level of consistency and doing all of the boring things is what's really going to, you know, elevate his game and his career to the next level. So just seeing him just settle down uh, and not have to do all of the flair and pageantry all of the time. Uh, that would be something I would want to see for the new year. Perfect. Guillaume, what's your New Year's resolution for PSG? Just that they play at, at their level, that this um, first phase of the Champions League, which was promising, we saw a lot of good stuff. We saw some bad stuff, but 
like James was saying, uh, and we, we're not used to it, it's them fighting back and turning games around, which is completely new, completely new on the wheel. We were like, what? Um, so com- that they can get consistent, play at their level when it matters. And if they do, we're going to go through Dortmund and have a sub-wish that we get lucky if we go through Dortmund. And thank God, I hope we will, because that'd be a catastrophe. Um, we get lucky in the draw in the quarterfinals. And we get an easy team like Valencia. <laughs> and we wish the Simai. And then we get trashed in Simai, completely beaten by a much better team. Okay, we wish the Simai. <sighs> That's all. Yeah. Matt, what's your uh, resolution for this year? Uh, more PSG branded artisan products, for sure. Yes. I mean, the pear juice was a great start, but I was in Paris at Christmas. Did you sample some? Did, no, no, it, it wasn't out yet, I don't think. But this is the thing, right? So there's blondries everywhere, as you'll know if you've been to Paris. Yeah. I just think there's a mar- there's a gap there. PSG blondries, we could have baguettes, you know, wheat grown at the training ground, maybe chausson pomme filled with apples grown at the training ground. Like, go on and on and on. Yeah. Guillaume, you're into craft beer. We could get some PSG craft beer on the go, couldn't we? Uh, there we go. Um, you know, so other than that, just not to embarrass me, not to make me feel like... You know, I, just just don't do something so stupid again. Like it's mad that we lost to Man United. Man United are not a good team. They're like they have not been a good team for like a year and yet they somehow beat a us year? the most like Yeah, well, you know, in this iteration of Man United have been bad for a year, the Solskjaer version, and okay. they somehow beat us. Like it's yeah. just mad. Like how how did that possibly happen? So my wish would be for them if we lose just just lose like quietly lose like normally don't lose in some kind of like ha ha lol gonna break twitter with everybody laughing at us fashion so that's that's all i want that's all i want just lose yeah, can't just take another one That'd be yeah important. yeah and I, I would say this is going to be the 2020s their 50th anniversary and i just want it to be the best year of psg football win all of the trophies keep neymar and mbappe i just like to Matt's point, I just want to be proud of this team. I want us to be able to hold off Barcelona. I want us to get far in the Champions League and just be able to be proud of the team instead of always catching a bunch of crap on social media. That's That would be my wish. So we'll see if it happens. We're, we're easily pleased. I don't think that's a lot to ask. It really it's is. It just a, don't embarrass it's, us. It's not <laughs> like the biggest shambles that the world of football has ever seen. That's all, that's all we need. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, let's get oh, out of boy. here with some Twitter questions. A lot of questions that came in, and thank you, everyone, who sent them in. A lot of them we've already talked about and answered. So I did want to talk about a couple, and I, I alluded to one about Thomas Munier. So at Supermoda8 wants to know, was Munier's cross into our own penalty area his best cross all season? I don't know if you saw this, but he, like, <laughs> played a ball directly in front of Taylor yeah, Navas, and everyone had, like, scrambled to clear it. So I don't know, kind of funny, but best cross of the season? <laughs> probably it, it's such a love-hate relationship with him I, I think i mentioned this on twitter actually that um you can tell when he's had a decent game because no one's like criticizing him can't this like go coach one of our like youth leagues already like uh, he could be the next tiago moto um Guillaume. he might as well <laughs> was that the best cross from Moutier we've seen all season or is the best still yet to come the best is still yet to come. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Matt, anything you want to add to this one? 
Only that um, every time that we mention Thomas Meunier now, there's a nursery rhyme. I think it's French, Meunier to door, which always comes into my head every time he's mentioned. Because my kids have got a little book and you press a button and it comes on and it goes, Meunier to door. Do, 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 do. Yeah, there you go. Why don't they sing this yeah. at the Parts of Prince? If exactly. there's a song, why... I always try and get it into my tweets in a in an amusing fashion, but I haven't managed yet. So that's all I have. That's all I had really. That's okay. Yeah, good class as so well. Th- yeah. This next question came from at Dan and Bob, and I actually don't know this. So if you guys know, why why do English language football media refer to League on as Farmers League? Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know where the origin of it is. Did a team <laughs> ride at a stadium on a tractor or something? <laughs> <laughs> is this some, is this like an insult in in the UK? Matt? Yeah, no. I've, I, the genesis of Farmers League is totally baffling to me as well. I don't know. It hasn't. I don't think it's got a Wikipedia page, has it? So, no. Uh, obviously, it, you know, it's quite a new thing, though, just, right? Because even at the start yeah. of the sort of the Qatar era, I don't remember it being on Twitter. Huh, PSG just win the Farmers League. It's like the last like three or four years, right? Yeah. 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 It's just like a funny thing to say, like. Yeah. In essence, they're essentially saying that uh, league league um, players are part timers, right? And in their free time, they do things like farm, yeah. you know. And yeah. then it turned into the farmers league. I guess well, they keep poaching talent from the farmers league. So <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. France is literally full of farmers, isn't it? So maybe that's where it came from. I don't know, but uh, yeah. Did they not have farmers in Spain and Italy? I feel like oh, every no, country no, has zero farmers. farmers. No. Yeah. We don't have any over here. Game, like, I think that's right. our, our next YouTube special is we need to get to the origin. <laughs> I want to like scroll back on Twitter and find the first yeah. person who used uh, Farmers League as an insult. They're the poor investigators. This is going to be a I new series. Yeah. We're going to investigate. That's going to be great. Yeah. All right. Well, those are the two questions. That every, like I said, everything else we pretty much answered. So uh, let's go ahead and get on out of here. James, I've got you on the screen with your Twitter handle. Um, if you want to mention anything before we head out, now's your time. to. This is your, your few minutes here. No, I just hope that PSG doesn't embarrass us. Um, this is going to be a tough uh, stretch of games in February. I will say that uh, just like back to back. And so hopefully we can stay healthy uh, and stay together. You know, I think there's a lot a lot of continuity with this team. And they just seem like they're having a lot of fun playing together, yeah. um, which is good. And that's that's key. And it kind of goes unsaid a lot of times. But Having fun and actually liking your coworkers goes a long way uh, to like getting the job done. So yeah, let's just hope for the best and you know, <laughs> yeah, hope the worst doesn't happen. Mbappe and, you know. and Neymar definitely seem like they really enjoy playing with each other and oh, they're, yeah. they're good friends. So yeah, and it is a game. At the end of the day, you got to have fun. It's a game, so they do seem to be doing that. Um, Guillaume, any parting shots? I've got you on screen here. Yeah, you know, it's it's been a good year so far. There's been a We've lot only of played two games, right? Or three <laughs> no, games? no, no, yeah. no. I'm, I'm talking about you know football, of course. The season, but the season. more just for the club. The the the, yeah. the Icardi coming in was very mm. positive. His attitude was super positive. He's very like discreet um, in his communications uh, on the pitch too, and until he scores. Um, there's a good atmosphere. The results are there. We overall, some people are very critical of Tuchel, but I mean, he's a pretty darn good coach and we like him as a guy. Leonardo has been doing a great job. We don't hear about uh, our president anymore. Nasser has been out of the picture, (laughs) interestingly. A lot of positive things. Uh, New sponsors, Mm -hmm. big ones. 
Um, Mbappé stayed, Neymar stayed. That'd be great that for the 50th anniversary, like Matt mentioned, we have a drama-free, like stupid drama-free season. Like if we get beaten, and we will, because we can't, we probably cannot win the Champions League with the fullbacks we have. Um, you know, prove me wrong. Um, that we get beaten after a wonderful bout. Like, oh my God, we almost did it. And then, oh, okay, they're better. And then end of the season with champions. And we had a good, solid, satisfying season. Mm -hmm. And that'd be a wonderful uh, thing for the 50th anniversary of the club. Absolutely. And then, Matt, I got you on screen here. Any parting shots? Anything you'd like to say before we get out of here? Uh, just that, yes, I'm... Uh, I agree. Like we're we're in a much better position than we were this time last year. I hope NASA's okay because you know he's got a few things going on. I hope this not getting legal troubles. Him. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I didn't want to mention it because I don't want to say anything, uh, <laughs> you know, potentially uh, slanderous. Late. But uh, yeah, he's alleged, got, <laughs> alleged legal issues. Yeah, yeah allegedly. Yeah, I don't allegedly. know anything. He's got good lawyers. When, when I was at journalism school, they told me allegedly, if you just say that, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, the only thing to add was that Jeremy Menez, my uh, my love, was on um, Canal Football club last night and he said from a very young age my heart was Parisian and uh you're quiet I, yeah I, <laughs> I was just I was just overwhelmed with emotion really I struggled to hold back the tears I just thought it was a really nice moment it's uh great to see our uh, our ex-players in the media talking about the club with such affection Do, so, does yeah, he speak happy. English could we get him on the show like I feel like uh, at Paris uh, FC they might have I mean, to be honest, I don't think he barely speaks French, does he? I mean, I follow him. His Instagram stories are quite entertaining. I would recommend following them. It's usually him, like, hanging out in some kind of, like, dive bar or something or, like, taking his kids to school. So it's, uh, yeah, definitely worth a look. But, uh, yeah, well, I'll try and get him on the podcast. I'll, I'll hit him up, send him a message. Sure. Well, well, follow Jeremy Menez and then follow PSG Talk and then follow all of these guys for more PSG Talk. I can't believe we got all of that extensive rundown finish in an hour, but here we are. So... We're good. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. And we'll try to do this sooner than last time because we had a little bit of a break there. But we'll, we'll keep these rolling now that the second half of the season has started. So thanks again. And we'll catch you next time. Bye, everyone. <laughs>